All righty, guys. Welcome back to the Bolt Fitness and Performance Podcast. Today, I'm sitting here with Mike. What's going on, Coach? How are you? Oh, I'm doing good today, my friend. I'm doing good. And today, we're going to continue our segment of kind of get to know your coach. So last week, we did Coach Tom. Got to learn a little bit more about him. That Some stuff we knew already, some stuff we didn't. Uh, but today, we're going to dive into Mike. Uh, so, Mike, you ready to get going? As ready as I'll ever be, Greg. As ready as I'll ever be. Well, I'm happy to hear that because you better be. So first, uh, let's start with this. What does your fitness journey look like? Uh, look like up until this point? Ooh, it's a long. Uh, oh, wow, long windy road, Greg. Long windy <laughs> road. Um, I was gonna say I've seen pictures of you through the years, and I've seen big Mike, I've seen skinny Mike, football Mike. There's a couple different variations. Yeah, that. yeah. And then there was like senior year baseball Mike, where I was working at the pizzeria and just eating pizza every day. That was a fun little phase <laughs> there. Um, yeah. So you know, I guess. My fitness journey really started in high school sports, you know, like as a uh, part of the high school football team, it was a requirement for us. And that was um, was awesome because it introduced me to a lot of like the basics, you know, learning, you know, just how to behave in a weight room, you know, what a squat is, what a bench press is, that type of stuff. But on the other side of that coin, um, because it was something that was being required of me and I had not really at this point in my life kind of figured out um, and for myself you know as a young man that like hey if you want things you have to maybe work a little bit outside of your comfort zone in order to achieve them you know i loved playing sports but as sports got more serious and you know uh i i didn't really do well with that right like i didn't do well with failure at the time um still don't do well with failure but at the time since i didn't do well with failure it was a lot easier for me to just kind of like bury my head in the sand and that's really like where training started for me it was not something that i enjoyed to do or wanted to do it was actually something that i would um find reasons not to do really at at any cost um mm -hmm. but i also you know i did show up i did do the work uh, i didn't do it as consistently or as well and as seriously as maybe i should have at that time but um, what I did learn about myself is that I was strong, right? And uh, I just kind of had a natural ability to do certain things. And um, that did make me feel good. It felt good, you know, being a guy in the weight room who could put up some squat numbers, right? Which was about all I was strong at. But even at the time, you know, like they would put, you know, the 10 best squatters on the team up on the board or whatever. And that, you know, that would make me feel good. So it wasn't like I didn't love the weight room. I didn't love working out. I avoided it as much as I could, but I probably enjoyed it more than I thought I did at the time. I just mm -hmm. had different priorities, right? And that's kind of how I got started. It was, wasn't really until after I had graduated and I was going away to school um, and I had put on some weight, you know, I had uh, wasn't really taking care of myself, wasn't playing sports as much at that time. You know, I mean, I was playing baseball, but no shot against baseball players. Not exactly the most active. Sport. It's not like football practice every day where you're beating yourself into the ground. Uh, so you're saying baseball players aren't athletes. Is that what I'm hearing? That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Hardest thing to do in sports hit a baseball, just for the record. That uh, is true. You're yeah. the best only hit it a third of the time. Yeah, exactly right. And then if you hit it a third of the time, you're going to the Hall of Fame. But yeah. um, so, but at that point, like I had kind of, you know, that summer going into my freshman year in college, I had kind of come to the realization like, oh, like I'm going to kind of start a new life here and I want to make a good impression. And that was a silly reason to get started, but it was what got me started and it got me interested in kind of starting to build myself up a little bit. I wanted, I, I was not a, a uh, not a confident young man. Um, uh, fitness was kind of where I started that kind of self, uh, 
that self-improvement journey, if you will. Uh, and it really came at that time. And what I saw, you know, is when I committed to to fitness and committed to try to even just get a little bit stronger, a little bit bigger, a little bit leaner, things that, you know, hey, I wanted to go to college. There's going to be girls there, like all that kind of stuff. That was, you know, that was a driver. I don't know what is what it is. I'm just going to be honest about it. But um, but what I saw pretty quickly was like, oh, if you commit to this, you can actually change who you are. And that's something that I kind of only really recognized in a physical sense at that time. But um, I, I then learned, you know, through that period, you know, through those periods, that that four year period of college where I had ups, I had downs and I had times where I quit because it's like, oh, I had to learn like, oh, you don't just train for a year and like be jacked and lean. Like, you know, it, it, it takes a little longer than that. So there were times where I quit, times where I picked it back up. But what I did learn over that time was that like, okay, you can actually change yourself physically and you can take the things you learn in the weight room or in the gym and and you can actually apply those same principles of discipline and commitment and, you know, planning and all those things and actually help yourself uh, time management, help yourself be a better human outside of the gym. And that's kind of how I ended up getting into the field. Yeah, uh, kind of, as we talked to Tom the other day, we realized as he was going through, he goes, you know, he goes, I realized I did a lot of things right without even realizing it, you know, and that yeah. kind of sounds like for you as well, because if they were putting your name up on the board, you were a top 10 squatter, that was just a win that you were building. All you would do is just building wins. And you're like, oh, you know, what? maybe I do like this, you know, you're building wins along the way. Maybe that's kind of what helped drive it. Right. I mean, and like, that was probably the only positive part of my relationship with fitness at that point is that I, there were certain things I knew I was good at. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, I hated all of it. I hated everything about it. But if I didn't have that one thing where it was like, oh, maybe I could be good at this. I maybe wouldn't have even tried, you know? So it's like, yeah, those little wins along the way and you start to stack those things. And as you start to stack them over time, um, you start to understand what's important, what's not important. You start to develop kind of a system for yourself. And, uh, and then you roll with it, you know? So then, you know, at, at that point, I graduated college, uh, you know, and we'll go through how I got into actually doing this professionally, but I was doing this professionally at that time. And I was working with a lot of different people, you know, early on, um, you know, in my first, not my first year, but my second year of my professional career, uh, I was doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one training and I had clients in every decade of life from nine to 90, right? So single digits into teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s and 90s. I had somebody in each decade that I was working with. So I had to learn a lot of different ways to train different people. Cause it's like, you know, you're working with a, a quarterback coming off an ACL surgery and he's trying to get drafted in the top three rounds. Like that would be one hour. And then my next hour would be, you know, my three ladies, one was 86, one was 88, one was 91. It was like, you gotta be a different person. Yeah, uh, totally got a hour to hour, right? But you also have to have different ways to train those people and you can't like apply the same thing. So what I started doing was kind of experimenting with myself a little bit, trying to learn different things, trying to learn, you know, how to how to train myself and how to apply things that I was going to work on with other people and test them out on myself. And, you know, over the last 15 years, you again, you start to see what matters and you start to learn what does work for you, what doesn't work for you. And um I never really had a big goal in mind when it came to fitness. It was just like me to keep chipping away at this thing. I had kind of figured out, you know, by that point that it's not going to be a quick result, no matter what it is that you do. And the more fit that you get, the slower those improvements continue to come. So it was never like I had this big thing in my mind what I wanted to do. I just wanted to try as many different training modalities and try many different things and take on as many different challenges as possible 
because I knew that if I worked to improve myself in as many areas as possible physically, that I would give myself a really, really nice base to live off of for when this was less of a priority. You got to remember, I'm in my 20s at the time, mm-hmm. right? But I knew that eventually I was going to get into my 30s. And, you know, I, I did have interest of starting a business one day. I wanted to have a family. I knew it wasn't going to be like fitness is kind of like a top two priority in my life for the rest of my life. But I knew that if I put the work in now, that maybe I'd give myself a good chance to not, you know, put myself in a bad spot when I'm older. So, um, so then what was it like? Was it one specific moment that you were like, yeah, like, I know I want to be a coach after this? Or was it kind of accumulation of all those little things that kind of built into it and then even led the bolt? Well, so what what actually happened is I went to school as a psychology major. And if you had asked me when I was like 14, 15 years old, what I wanted to study was psychology. You know, I, I always kind of filled that role as the helper. Um, it was kind of like my identity. You know what I mean? Like I always, I always liked to be the person that people could come to if they just needed like some positive words or whatever. Right. So I was like, let me study that. What I learned when I went to college is that like studying psychology is not the same as practicing psychology. Right. And like, so I was doing labs with rats and shit. And I was like, oh man, uh, this is not what I want to do. You know, it's just, it wasn't, and I don't know if it was just not the right program at that school, you know, maybe it was more clinically based, but it was like a lot of lab work and stuff. And I just, I, it wasn't connecting with me. And be quite honest, you know, this is going on at the same time that I'm kind of finding my footing from a fitness standpoint, starting to fall in love with that for myself. And um, I had a professor or not a professor, actually, it was a, you have to do an orientation at the beginning of your freshman year. And the guy who did my orientation was a professor. His name was Dr. Andriachi. And, you know, I've told him this story and I'll never forget this guy. He just happened to be the person doing my, um, my orientation. And he introduced himself as an exercise science major. I'm like, what? Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. You can like study this in college. So when I was going to change majors, I didn't know what else I wanted to do. I had no idea. I was completely lost. I just knew I didn't like what I was doing. So I was just like, might as well try this and I'll kind of figure it out from there. And and I'll tell you, Greg, like, I didn't know that I wanted to do this the way that I, that we do it now, right? Like to be a coach for, for people, like, and just be a trainer. I didn't know I wanted to do that until I started doing it. Um, it was the morning of graduation. I did not have any plan for the future. And I went to, we were, we were out up drinking all night. We went to go get some breakfast sandwiches at this, this local deli. And, uh, I run into my one of my professors and this guy was not a uh he wasn't a doctor he wasn't a clinical guy he was there and he taught the resistance training classes so he was more of like the he was a wrestling coach up there and it was almost like he kind of did this on the side taught people how to design strength training programs that was what he taught had a pretty good relationship with him but you know not nothing crazy but see each other and he's just like hey you, you going back to jersey i'm like yeah he's like let me connect you with this guy that i know who is an alumni here and uh see if he's got anything for you so that's uh that's how I got my first job. That that guy was the owner of a facility down in, in Bridgewater where I live today. And uh he gave me my first job. And that's once I started doing it, that's when I knew this is what I wanted to do. It wasn't until I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's weird. That's a little piece of me, that was the guy who gave me my first job too, yeah. which is which is yeah. weird. So yeah. uh, but man, that's awesome. It kind of sounded like it all kind of came to be and um also so then all right let's go past that a little bit then and then say you went in you're into your career what kind of led into saying all right now it's time for both now it's time for me to open my own business 
Yeah. So, I mean, the first maybe five years of my career, like it was never even a uh, a thought, right? I mean, it always be kind of been something in the back of my head because it's like, well, how do I build a, a long-term career doing this? You got to remember at the time I'm, I'm training people 11, 12, 13, 14 hours a day. In the summers, there's up to 14 sessions a day at certain points. So I knew that I probably, same thing, couldn't do that forever. So it's like, well, how do I build a career out of this thing that I love? Um, it was at that point where it's like I was starting to get a little bit run down and burnt out training so many sessions. I was logging, you know, between 150 and 200 sessions a month. Um, it's a lot of time on the training floor, right? But yeah, and you know, and that and that's like that was my only focus at that point because I wanted to just work with as many people as possible and get as many training hours under my belt so that I could eventually feel comfortable as being an expert. Like at that point, I couldn't call myself an expert, you know what I mean? But I knew that if I logged enough training hours. And I worked with enough people and saw enough unique situations and did enough problem solving that eventually I'd be able to. And when I got to the point where I started to feel pretty comfortable about what I was doing on the training floor and how to work with different types of people, that was when I really started to try to educate myself on the business side. And I started to ask for more responsibilities at the job I was working at and do some more things like sales. And um, I ran the youth speed and agility program. Like I, I took on some leadership roles. I, I took over the, the, uh, the team training, right? So, um, what I would do is go and contact high schools and develop proposals and work with, uh, coaches and, um, fundraising clubs, booster clubs that, you know, sports teams have and work to figure out how to implement training programs. And, uh, that was like my first kind of introduction to the business side of things and how it all works. So, I kind of shifted my focus at that point. Not that I wasn't continuing to still work with people I was. Um, instead of 150 to 200 hours a month, I was maybe 100 to 150. Um, and then I was working to learn the business side and see if this was something I thought I could do. And it was just a lot of time, a lot of learning, a lot of making mistakes, um, learning how to be a leader, learning how to be a manager, like all those types of things until eventually it was time. And you know, how do you know it's time? I don't know. Eventually you just, you just did. Right. So I quit my job and eight months later, Bolt was open. Nice. So I said last job, right. Tom said that when he did interview there, he was like, oh, I don't know, I'll take the job. And then he said he interviewed with you and he was like, cool, I'll do this only if I go and work with this guy. Right. So he had high perception of you. Now, what was your perception of him when you first met him? He was great. You know, Tom was, uh, so I, I did skip a step in that story. So this was the second job that I worked. This was not the same facility that I had worked at for the, the the five or six years prior, right? So I took another job in a management role at a different facility, which ended up just being like too far from home and stuff like that. But that is where I met Tom. Yeah, I, I remember uh, I was being, I was, th this company had a couple of different locations and I was being, uh, I don't know if you want to call it promoted, but I was being asked to manage multiple facilities at that point. So this was my first introduction to like hiring a lot of people at once, right? I had always hired like for one role. Like I have one role that needs to be filled. Let me interview a bunch of people, see who fits this role. Well, now I was in a position where we needed to fill like five or six roles. And so I interviewed a lot of people and Tom did stand out. And it was just something about him, you know, like, and especially at the time, and Tom will tell you this, and I don't think he'll be offended in me saying this. It's not like Tom came in and, and just like, he didn't scream fitness to you, right? Like this was a dude, you know, he had a big beard, like down to his, his, his chest. Right. And he was, uh, you know, I don't, 
wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, but there's just something about them. Like uh, a big part of the way that I've hired people is just like, do I feel like I can connect with this person on a personal level? And do I feel like they're going to take the same care and and the same same positivity and take just good personality, like just spending, just being somebody that people that are going to work with us want to spend time around it. And, and he did have a knowledge base. Like, I don't want to say that he didn't have a knowledge base because he absolutely did. Tom was already, you know, working in the field and, and he had some experience and like checked, kind of checked all those boxes as well. But I just felt like Tom would be somebody that I would feel comfortable leaving members with if I could not be there. And mm -hmm. to me, that was the most important thing, you know, and uh, and I hired him and then I left. <laughs> he said that. He said he was pissed at you for that. I never worry. He never he, I hired him, went through the whole onboarding process and I was like, see you so opening my own space. <laughs> that was unfortunate. But hey, here we are. That that was probably like 2015. Wow. Long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. Wow. It all worked out. And I'll work out in the end. Here we are all are now. And then to finish it out. I got a few rapid fire questions for you. Everybody, officer, to take too much of everybody's time today. Um, so we're gonna go four of them here. First one: What's your favorite part about your job right now? Oh, the people, the people. Like, and it's a tough thing for me, right? Because I'm not spending as much time on the training floor as I ever have, right? Like, I still get to do some personal training, which is cool. And the really the only reason I do that is because I do love it, you know. But uh, it's the people and it's the team. Like, I love being able to spend time with, do I get to go to work every day and spend time with people that I actually like spending time with mm -hmm. from, yeah, yeah, that's from the team and, and the clients and, you know, even just the vendors we work with and the coaches that I work with personally, um, you know, as my coaches, not as coaches that work for us when I'm talking about people who actually coach me, I get to go to work every day and spend time with people that I like to spend time with. It's by far, it's always been my favorite part of the job. It always will be my favorite part of the job. And and if that a time ever comes where I'm not going to work every day and feel, and like being excited to spend time with the people I'm spending time with, I know I got to make a change because that's what I do it for. Like, there's a lot when owning owning a small business is obviously something that is not easy, right? And there's a lot of downs and there's a lot of doubt and there's a lot of uh there's insecurity there's you go to bed sometimes and you're just like how am i ever going to make this work like am i ever am i going to be able to you know put food on the table for my family am i going to be able to send my kids to college like those are the things that you lay up in bed with there you you're you know trying to go to sleep and you're and you're staying up thinking about those things but on the positive side, like, and what the benefit is, and the benefits far way outweigh the downside, it's like, you get to create your own world. Yeah. Like, Bolt is what it is, because selfishly, that's the way I want it to be. You know, mm -hmm. I want it to be a place where people can come in and, like, have a good time exercising and not feel like you got to take it so seriously. I want people to feel like they're being listened to. Uh, I want people who who work for us as coaches and in other roles, I want them to also have the same values where it's like, we're going to be good listeners and help people feel comfortable being here and put them in a position where they can be successful because they feel comfortable. Because they feel comfortable, they are now willing to go outside of their comfort zone because they trust us when we ask them to do so. Like that is the world that I want to live in. That's the environment that I want to spend my time in. So for all the the sleepless nights and the pandemics and like doubt and you know stuff that all the downsides the positives of that far outweigh the negatives 100 man i like it so then it was supposed to be rapid fire so like yeah you're, you're already throwing at that part yeah. but it's all right we'll survive 
Uh, on the flip side of things, then, because you're at least here a part of the job. See if it aligns with Tom's. Yeah. So be, because you're working with other people, like, so again, it's like kind of like the, the other side of that coin is you're not always working on your schedule. Mm. Right. Okay. So it's like in fitness, your busiest times are like six to 10 in the morning and before work or, or after work hours. So sometimes that can create some, you know, it, it can be tough sometimes, you know, when you have, and that was never really a problem for me. Like, I don't mind getting up early in the morning and stuff like that. But now with kids, that does get tougher at times where it's like, I got to be there early and I also have to be there late. So I would say that right now, and that may be a different answer depending on the day that you ask me, right? <laughs> but but that would be the uh, that would be the main thing I would say. And the other the other thing is like, I get frustrated when I see so much potential in people and they don't see it in themselves right now that's not a downside of the job i look at that as more of a challenge i'd say it's more of the challenging like the biggest challenge of the job it's like i see so much in what you can accomplish if you can commit to just these one or two things and just execute them consistently over time like just trust that process and you're going to be successful when i can't connect with somebody on that level to help them actually achieve those objectives that and and, and i fail that person that's the hardest part of the job for me. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's definitely not a not an easy thing, but that's why we have multiple coaches who come out from multiple different angles. So mm-hmm. hopefully one of the four of us can always make it work. Right. Uh, two more. We'll try and keep these ones a hair shorter. Yeah. Uh, and then it's uh, what are your current struggles that you're currently working on in your fitness journey? Something that you're currently working on in your fitness. Oh, for sure. It's always the same struggle. It's just different under different circumstances, and it's time management. Never it's time management management and it's in at different seasons of life you need to manage your time differently because you have other priorities like there was a period of my life where it was never a problem making sure that i had lunch for the day now every other week there's an issue with having lunches prepared for the week you know because we got stuff going on the weekends and we're busy during the week we're getting getting the kids out early picking them up late you know i'm not getting home till late we're running around with them like there's always that issue so and, and so that's not even talking about trying to fit workouts in right like it's yeah it's it's always been a time management thing for me and it's always uh there's always different solutions that you need to apply at different seasons of your life or even different seasons of a given year right so that's that's always been the biggest challenge for me i find it's usually the challenge with most people yeah totally agree i mean it just depends on the day it depends on the week it depends on the year right you never really know and the next thing you know you don't expect to be a busy month and Mm -hmm. Then there it is. So try and uh, think of what is it like? Uh, create the plan, follow the plan, throw the plan away, and then kind of figure it out. <laughs> that's that's the name of the game, right there. And then last one: if you could alter the space-time continuum, go back in time, and at any age, tell young Mike one thing. What age would it be, and what would you tell him? Um, in any area of life, or just in fitness? Any area of life. I would have went back to when I was 22 and started my 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 first career, or the first the first job of my career, and I would have said put a couple hundred bucks away every single month and let that compound. That would be number one. Bigger plan, man. And, you know that would that would be the biggest thing. But uh, if we're talking from a fitness standpoint, it is to prioritize what it is that you're trying to accomplish, and you cannot if your goals if you're going through your goals 
and you're saying to yourself, well, I want to build muscle and I also want to lose fat. And I also want to think about trying to run a marathon. And I also want to think about maybe doing a powerlifting meet. And I also want to be able to like be comfortable and not have any injuries and like not have any pain or anything like that. It's like you you have too many different competing demands and understanding the, the, um, the challenge of that, right. Of like, Hey, you can't do everything at once. You have to prioritize different things at different times. And sometimes that means, you know, doing one thing for a little while and then focusing on something else a little while later, maybe putting it on the back burner for now. That, that was something that I did not understand until a little bit later in my career. And I think it could have helped more people if I understood that. And I think it could help myself a little bit more if I understood that as well. I like it, man. Cool. Well, any last notes before we send everybody off? No, I hope uh, everybody probably stopped listening to this anyway. So whatever I say, they're not going to hear because I ramble. I <laughs> uh, yeah. hope you have a great rest of your day, guys. And we'll all see you soon. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys.